a dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. There are six Christianizing the American dream. I said that that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 85. I am your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week is a segment of the Master's Dog podcast that came out of the old introduction video that I had for the Master's Dog, which was a two and a half minute montage of videos and pictures of false teachers set to a song, a really cool song called No Compromise by Result, used by permission. Thank you, Result. And uh, somebody came to me and said, who are all these people? Some of them I know, some I don't know. The ones I know, some of them I thought were okay. Could you break it down for us? What makes each of these people a false teacher and why you would say that they're a false teacher? And so that's where the uh this podcast this segment comes from the false teacher of the week i started with stephen furtick who was who she specifically asked me about and then systematically went through that video and broke down every teacher person in that video and what made them a false teacher i think it was 38 or 39 episodes with a couple of people thrown in there who weren't originally in the video so and then at that point I condensed it down to a a different video. I made a beat on my phone, just an app. I'm really not that good, but I actually like the beat. I hope you like the beat. Let me know if you like the beat. And shortened the video to about a minute instead of two and a half minutes, so you don't have to endure that long of an introduction. And uh, made it versatile where I can take in, put in and out video clips and stuff like that. Um, So that's where we are now. So... Thank you. I, I feel like I'm saying so a lot. I, it's it's weird. We get our filler words, uh, and I try to work them out. Sometimes it's um, sometimes it's and, now it's so. So, working on that. All that is to say, that is a little history on the podcast for new subscribers, which we continue to get day after day. One to two subscribers, it feels like sometimes we lose them, sometimes we gain them. Hitting up, up, up around 340 now. And so that's because of you guys who like the videos, share the videos, and comment on the videos. The comments are actually the really big thing that makes Mr. Algorithm, Algorithm, um, I started calling him that before Space Jam, so there's no copyright infringement. Thank you very much, um, except for the fact that I put his picture up there. So I don't know, maybe that's a problem. Uh, but that makes the algorithm send the video out more and more to people who might be interested in that. Literally, the words you say in your comments 
will add into the algorithm. I have tags, your words come in, and when people search for those words, the words that you use will, can help bring this video up in the algorithm. So thank you very much. Please give me your comments, especially if it's a suggestion for a false teacher of the week, which is what we are doing now. We are actually taking a suggestion from a regular viewer of the podcast, uh, Kathy Rouse commented on last week's video and she says great review norm thank you for exposing these frauds i have a suggestion for someone you might want to check out please review former pastor james mcdonald of harvest bible church that church was very troublesome and since james was the senior pastor he has a lot of accountability on his shoulders i just recently learned that he's getting ready to pastor a new church despite his disgrace i would like to see people warned about him thanks norm so thank you, Kathy, for making that, uh, sending that suggestion. If you have suggestions, if you're out there and you're watching and you have suggestions, please send them to me. I will look into them and I will add them to my list, my ever-growing list of everything, everyone who's ever been on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural with died and went to heaven or went to hell or, or something, uh, that list. I will add that and I will actually put them at the top uh, if you if you have a suggestion and send it to me. So today, again, one week later, she commented and here we're going to hit him. I'm, I'm amazed that I hadn't done James McDonald before. Anyway, same thing with Richard Rohrer last week. How did I get 80 some episodes into this podcast and not hit either one of these guys? So again, thank you so much for the um, suggestion. Let's look at James McDonald. Uh, I like to let them give their own bio first. So if they have one on their webpage or something, I like to see what they say about themselves first before we move on. So this is the, the bio from James McDonald's ministry. It says, originally from London, Ontario, Canada, James McDonald was called by the Lord Jesus Christ to preach his, his word, the Bible, in March of 1978 while participating in a ministry, quote unquote, competition on Word of Life Island in Shroon Lake, New York. So again, Almost a, a, an apostolic claim. He was called by the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm amazed that James never actually called himself an apostle, but maybe he does now. Soon after, he began preaching in student ministry context and local church services. Within the year, he enrolled in Bible college and prepared for a life of vocational ministry. With an undergraduate bachelor's in theology, 1984, a master's of arts from Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, 1988, and a D-min from Phoenix Seminary, 1996, Dr. McDonald received extensive training in biblical communication. During this time, James, Pastor James presented and defended his statement of biblical doctrine before a duly called group of local pastors who voted to ordain him, ordain him quote, to the gospel ministry of Jesus Christ, unquote. In September 1985, education for a lifetime of ministry was completed while pastoring in Trenton, Ontario, at Trenton Baptist Church, Windsor, Ontario, at Riverside Baptist Church, in Arlington Heights, Illinois, and a church now known as The Orchard. James and Kathy wed in 1983. Their children, Luke, Landon, Abby, have blessed them with strong faith in the Lord, a commitment to serving Christ, and eight beautiful grandchildren so far all being raised in Christ-honoring homes. So that's his own bio that I'm pretty sure he or somebody wrote for him. I don't know. Um, let's take a look at just a little more factual stuff here. Um, born October 4th, 1960, James McDonald is a Canadian-born evangelical Christian pastor. 
television evangelist and author. He was a senior pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel Megachurch in Rolling Meadows, Illinois, United States, and was the host of For the Church's former broadcast ministry, Walk in the Word. So, again, Harvest uh, Bible became actually a... uh, Again, its own movement like Calvary Chapel. And I don't know how many churches had been planted, but we had one here in Ogden, Utah. So, I mean, there were enough of them out there that he was overseeing that they were, uh, you know, popping up all over the place. But McDonald was fired from Harvest Bible Chapel in 2019 after over 30 years as senior pastor following allegations that he had engaged in conduct, quote, harmful to the best interests of the church, unquote. So, uh, again, we're going to look at some of the controversies first that have surrounded this man. And, again, controversies do not mean false teacher. There are a lot of churches that have have controversies that go on that may not, uh, you know, that have a a solid theological standing, good doctrine, good sound doctrine, and so on. But uh, just have made some mistakes, made some errors, judgmental errors. errors and and so on that have caused controversy but doesn't necessarily mean that that particular person is a false teacher i will talk about why i would call james mcdonald a false teacher and why we need to be warned against him as as kathy mentioned he should be someone that we're warned about and we'll get there toward the end but first i want to just address some of the controversies because i know some of you know about these things and so you want to know that i'm addressing them so 2013 excommunication of former elders um, in 2013 october a couple of the elders uh came and uh they resigned their positions as elders and they brought essentially a charge against mcdonald citing quote a culture of fear and intimidation unquote after these people uh these three elders resigned two of them uh, were formally formally reprimanded and removed from church membership, so excommunicated, simply because they made an allegation against the pastor. So here we see this is, I mean, there's an there is a board of elders there, but really, when you break down where James McDonald was, it was kind of the Moses uh, um, method of church government that he was the leader. He was the top gun, and he was making the calls. When I was a pastor in, in Colorado at a vineyard church, this was the, the method of church government that I used. Um, and it was, it's not a good, I mean, even when you have elders under you, that essentially that's the way it's set up. It's not a plurality of elders, uh, uh, you know, even a first among equals kind of situation. It is, you're the head man, and then... The people underneath you are literally people underneath you, whether you think uh, whether they're supposed to be elders or not. So um, and and he definitely there's multiple places where he was uh, accused of essentially being a totalitarian uh, leader. So in 2018, McDonald and Harvest filed a libel lawsuit against the elephant debts, the elephants debt bloggers. Ryan Mahoney and Scott Bryan, and against journalist Julie Royce. Mahoney, Bryant, and Royce had reported that Harvest was in significant debt and that the church had previously been near bankruptcy and that McDonald had a gambling problem. 
the suit was filed in Cook County Circuit Court and used as its basis the Illinois Deceptive Trade Practices Act. McDonald claimed that his intent in filing the suit was not to seek punitive or financial damages, but only to force the defendants to cease publishing these allegations. Here is where the problem in that, and this is where we start to see there's a little shakiness in what James McDonald knows about the Bible and what he's actually practicing, because the Bible makes it very clear that Christians do not sue other Christians. This is a situation, if he thinks that they were, they were uh, you know, wrongly accusing him or if it was libel, he could have gone to them individually and said, and worked it out. We as Christians do not sue other Christians, especially for something like this. I mean, if there's criminal activity, if there's abuse of any kind, physical, sexual, whatever, those people need to go to jail. That's outright, absolute, should happen. That's where other churches have had controversy because it didn't happen. They wanted to handle it in church kind of thing. Those people should go to jail. Period. Point blank. No more discussion abusers should go to jail but if somebody's saying something even if it's like you have gambling problems this is not something that we sue other believers for because again it, the the word makes it very clear so um moving on in uh 2019 was when a bunch of accusations his sabbatical and his uh you know ultimate firing from harvest bible chapel popped up so um in December 2018, uh, Julie Royce uh, basically posted, um, or did it, well, wait, let me back up. Um, over time, former Harvest members, elders, and staff have accused McDonald of bullying, sexual harassment, authoritarian behavior, and lack of transparency in finances, as well as misappropriation of church funds. In December 2018, World published Roy's, Julie Roy's, expose on McDonald and Harvest, outlining an alleged history of financial mismanagement and abusive leadership by the pastor. The church disputed these claims. Um, in January 2019, McDonald took an indefinite, quote, indefinite sabbatical from all preaching and leadership, unquote. Um, in January of 2019, January 25th, Chicago radio shock jock man Cal Mueller, who described himself as a harvest attendee and friend of McDonald, publicly criticized McDonald's leadership, called for the elders of harvest to be removed, urged church members to stop making financial contributions until needed changes were made, and asserted that an outside group should be brought in to lead the church. On February 13, McDonald was fired from Harvest by the church's elders after alleged recordings of him making inappropriate comments. In the recordings, McDonald joked about orchestrating a plot to blackmail Harold Smith, the CEO of Christianity Today magazine, by planting illegal child pornography on Smith's computer. So see, now you're looking at this stuff. All this stuff is building up into, is his, is his doctrine on the gospel right? Probably. I mean, I never heard anything otherwise that he was preaching a false gospel or anything else. But this is, this would fall under, I think, Proverbs 6, someone as an abomination to God, someone who sows discord among brothers. I mean, his attitude, his leadership, all these accusations, this is sowing discord. Um, again, obviously, the financial improprieties. It was reported that he uh, bought a purchased a 1971 vintage Volkswagen Beetle uh, worth about approximately 13000 for Ed Stetzer. 
a contributing editor at Christianity Today. Um, Stencer reimbursed the ministry in full after learning that ministry funds had been used for the gift. So props to Ed Stetzer. What are you doing, James, using ministry funds to buy a car for, I mean, what is the relationship between McDonald and Stetzer that he would, nobody's buying me cars. I, I, again, so now here's the big one that came up that this is where all this came onto my radar back in 2019. I had heard little bits and, and rumors and, and statements about the other stuff, but I hadn't, this is what really got my attention, is in May 2019, Mancal Mueller claimed that McDonald had, on two different occasions in 2018, asked Mueller if he knew a hitman for hire. Similarly, former Harvest bodyguard Emmanuel Bucur stated that McDonald had asked him in 2015 to kill McDonald's former son-in-law, Booker and Mueller reported their allegations to the police of their respective Illinois towns of Bartlett and Wilmette on May 18th, 2019, and an investigation was commenced. And I don't, I don't remember whatever happened with the investigation. I, I don't think he served any jail time or anything for conspiracy to commit murder. But here you have a pastor of a church actively, whether he's joking about it or not. This is not, you know... Paul tells pastors that they need to be sober-minded. This is not a sober-minded person. This is somebody who is disqualified from leadership because of this. He should not have been a pastor at this point because of even if these are jokes. And if it were real, I mean, there's a whole nother level of, of problem and impropriety. So again, that one is a big one. That's a, a big thing. Again, Teaching, doctrine, theology, none of these controversies have anything. It has to do with his acting out on what the Bible says and maybe his understanding of some of that. But again, what was the teaching? This is something, this is the, the last thing I'll talk about, is where I really looked at, at James McDonald and even guys like uh, you know Mark Driscoll to say you're false teachers in the fact that you will not stand up for God's truth. So... I want to say it was 2012 or 2013. I don't remember exactly what year the elephant room happened. And this one, I don't remember if it was one or two. But you have James McDonald, Mark Driscoll, and T.D. Jakes sitting down discussing the Trinity. T.D. Jakes is a modalist. He's a oneness Pentecostal and does not believe in a triune God. He believes that God appears in modes, in different manifestations. Not one God, three persons, eternally coexistent. Uh, but one God, three persons, one God uh, in different manifestations and forms uh, at different times. That is a heresy. They sat down and discussed this and neither Driscoll or McDonald called him out on this heresy. None of them, I don't think either one of them were actually willing to call what he believed a heresy. And if you're not willing to call that a heresy, then, then you fall into that category of false teacher. And I'll stand by that till, as the day is long. That is the, 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 the first thing that I ever saw about James McDonald. And I said, this guy is not, is dangerous. It should be warned against. And then especially with the comment that Cam Kathy made, being fired from his position in 2019, being fired from the church, um, which is, you know, three years ago, I'm assuming that elders of the church created a, some kind of restoration process because I do believe in restoration. I believe that a pastor can fall, can sin and can be restored to ministry at some time. 
but I don't think it should ever just be three years. I think there needs to be, especially with a, a situation like this, you're accused of trying to hire somebody for murder. I think there should be a longer than three year period that you are out of the ministry. I mean, look at, I mean, Art Azuria, Art Azuria had a moral failing and is still nowhere near ministry. He's still in some, some sort of, of restoration process. But you have guys like James McDonald, Mark Driscoll, Ted Haggard, all of who disqualified themselves as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, again, and this is an assumption. I don't know what kind of, of process they were put in under church discipline or anything to of, of repentance and restoration. But all of them at some point in time stepped out of that and said, we are going back behind a pulpit because God has called us to that apparently, right? And so this was, if you go to James McDonald's Twitter page, again, he goes back to this thing that God called him to do this almost an apostolic claim um, for being in the ministry. And now he's, he's foregoing the, the elder prescribed restoration and repentance process. And he's stepping out and saying, I'm just going to go start my own new thing. And that is what makes James McDonald um, our false teacher of the week this week. And this is what makes him very dangerous. Um, you get these people who have no denominational covering, have no accountability. No accountability at all. Um, and so what happens is when you have no accountability, you tend to, I won't say you always end up there. There are some guys out there that may be able to do it, but you tend to find yourself in a place where you are acting as an authoritarian, um, losing grip on what the Bible actually teaches and so on. So again, this is where we find James McDonald as our false teacher of the week, number 85. Um, and should be warned against. Now, if you like the video, please hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button again if you haven't already. Uh, leave me a comment. If you know, you know, questions, comments, Snyder remarks, I take all the smoke. Uh, if you have a suggestion for a false teacher of the week, go ahead and throw that down in there too as well, and I will look into it, and maybe uh, your suggestion will pop up next week. So once again, thank you guys for taking the time out to watch this video. As always, Preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.